Hi friends, welcome back to I Am Epiphany. I'm your creator and host, Bethany Epiphany, and yes, Epiphany is my real name. Tune in as I share my thoughts and epiphanies on a wide range of topics, from pop culture to social justice issues, to simply navigating life as a millennial. You won't be hearing just my thoughts and epiphanies, but from those who I find interesting and awesome. If it's your first time, I'm so excited to have you here. If you are returning, it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Hello, friends. Welcome, welcome back. Um, come on in, pull up a seat, um, get nice and cozy. I am recording live from my bed um, because the way life is lifing, I did not have it in me to do my regular podcast setup. But as long as you can hear the sound of my voice, amen, all is well. So welcome back. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday. And Sunday here in Cali was is the day that we are supposed to be getting this hurricane. Hurricane Hillary. And y'all, let me tell you... <laughs> They have been talking about Hurricane Hillary for not a lot, maybe just like a couple days. Um, and being a Californian, uh, a Los Angeles native, we don't know nothing about no hurricane. Okay, we do not have the knowledge, the the wardrobe, the tools, or the skills on how to navigate through a hurricane. So, you know, the media has been talking about it. The news has been talking about it. And they were telling everybody to like, get prepared. This is what you got to do. Boom, bang, bang, right? This is what you should do. And so people <laughs> went to Home Depot. They went to Lowe's, bought sandbags. Y'all, I was about to go get some sandbags too. And I went to Lowe's and Home Depot and they were all sold out. And so I was like, well, you know what? <laughs> it is what it is. We're going to do what we're going to do. And, and basically the hurricane is supposed to last for like today and into Monday. So we have all been anticipating this storm. Whew. Excuse me, this hurricane. And according to what I saw, it was supposed to start in the wee early mornings, like 5 a.m., 7 a.m. The rain was, was supposed to start. It was supposed to pick up and it was supposed to get stronger as the day progressed. I don't know what's happening in any other city in L.A. County or even, you know, in San Diego, in like, I don't know what's going on, but where I am, baby, it barely rained. Like it rained and then it would stop and then it would sprinkle and then it would stop. It would pick up a little bit, then it would stop. Basically what I'm saying to you, Hurricane Hillary is not giving what I thought she was going to give, Okay. And I'm grateful for that. I haven't heard any stories about people being um, 
hurt or injured, which I'm grateful for. I haven't heard any stories about people's um, homes or uh, and their homes being damaged. I haven't heard any stories like that. And who knows, maybe it's just where, where I am, but it's giving drizzle, baby. It's giving shower. It is not giving <laughs> hurricane. And so what happened is, you know, I had an event to go to today that I was looking forward to going to. And of course, the host canceled it for safety reasons because of the hurricane. And a lot of um, events, stores, closed today because we're all anticipating this big category four hurricane when i tell you it is not like nothing like like nothing is happening like and i I don't want to be like sound ignorant or even speak too soon but i'm just like was this it like did the news do too much, which what they tend to do, which is, you know, over dramatize something um, for views or what have you, but, or were they really trying to keep people safe? Maybe it was a mixture of both, but when I tell you, I mean, not even a gust of wind, baby, has been that strong where I'm at. So I'm happy to know that from what I know right now, people are safe. Um, but yeah, it's Hurricane Hillary did not, did not hurricane. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. <laughs> In other personal news, let me see what I can talk about. Um, I went to my family reunion So I went to my family reunion in August. So we have an annual family reunion. This was our 86th. And usually, well, not usually, for our reunions, they are hosted wherever the host lives. So if the host lives in Little Rock, Arkansas, it's going to be in Little Rock, Arkansas. If the host lives in Los Angeles, it's going to be in Los Angeles. So this year, the host, they live in... Miami so the reunion was going to be in Miami so I was very excited and so were other relatives this is my first time going to Miami so I was excited so um, I was excited but then I was also a little nervous because Florida has been with this DeSantis person in office like the types of um legislation that's been going on like I was like should black folks be going to Florida but I was like I'm gonna go because people kept telling me how Miami was different how Miami is its own world its own microcosm its own um thing and so I was like okay I'm looking forward to going so I get to Miami and the first thing I feel is this heat baby Okay, it is this humid heat, which I do not mind because California has this dry heat that does not sit well with me or my hair, but I love like humidity. <laughs> I'm one of the, the few people who enjoy it because of the moisture that's in the air. I dig it. I like 
when it's warm at night. I like not, you know, being able to leave the house and not have jackets and things. I, I enjoy that type of weather. So Miami was giving me the weather that I, that I enjoy. However, it was kind of cloudy. We're still dealing with the tropics. Amen. Um, but it was cool. Due to all the family events that were going on, I did not get the opportunity to explore Miami in the way that I wanted to. I did not make it to South Beach. Um, unfortunately, we ended up going to um, a place called Windward, which is like the arts district. So it's like artsy. Um, they have restaurants and art galleries and graffiti on the walls. They did have a like a club that we went to, which was funny. Um, so yeah, I did not get to experience Miami in all of her glory. Um, but I'm gonna go back. I'm definitely going to go back. Um, while I was in Miami, I had some interesting Uber drivers, (laughs) very interesting Uber drivers. Um, one of the Uber drivers was born and raised in Miami and he was talking about how he had picked up a couple earlier and how they had sex in his back seat. And I'm like, first of all, I like, did you clean these back seats? Like you have us sitting back here and you have not, um, you know, um, Clorox, you have not bleached, you have not vacuum, you have us sitting in somebody else's, um, stuff. Like I, and he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I cleaned it before I got, I got shot. I'm like, you are a lie. You are a lie. <laughs> you are lying. So I'm sitting in the back of this Uber, like trying not to touch anything like we have on because we're coming from this party. And so we are in party-esque attire. And so I didn't want to touch nothing. I'm just like, this is gross. I'm like, second of all, why wouldn't you just kick these people out of your car? He was talking about how he drove them. He got them to their destination. I said, so you just let them have sex in your back seat, and you ain't do nothing. These uh, questionable, highly, highly questionable. And he was talking about how that's just like the culture and like that's not the first time that that's happened. I'm like, boo, are you cleaning these seats? Like, <sighs> anyways, y'all, you got to be careful with these Uber drivers, y'all. Because <laughs> I'm just like, wow. So I was very eager to get out that car. But that was my Miami experience. I definitely plan on going back. Um, what else has been going on in my personal life? Um, personally, I am, you know, taking a break from dating. I had a, you know, a more recent dating experience that has caused me to hit pause to take a back seat. Um, but I'll get more into that as we continue, but I want to, you know, take a little break, a little bathroom break, and I'll be right back.
Hey friends, we're going to ease into an ad break. If you don't know, your girl just released her third book entitled Love Prayer Poems, which is a small collection of prayers that focuses on the type of love I want in my life. I hope you enjoyed the book and that perhaps you will think about what your own love prayers would be. Love Prayer Poems is available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so the last time we were together, I spoke extensively about the Kiki Palmer situation and how all that played out and how I thought that Kiki's boyfriend was wrong for publicly shaming her and not protecting her as the the father of their child and I think he was they were supposed to be engaged or I don't know if they were engaged but they were together and he just did not protect her at all well now now that Miss Kiki has made her merch honey okay she came out with I'm a mother t-shirts and things of that nature she and Usher came out with a music video and I enjoyed every minute of it. Some people are talking about how it was distasteful, how it was petty, and baby, I do not care, okay? The boyfriend, the baby daddy made this a public situation. He made a, he turned a private matter into a public spectacle. Therefore, if you are going to respond to me or call me out publicly, I'm going to respond publicly. Call it petty, call it whatever you like. But if I want to make a music video with Usher, I'm going to make a music video with Usher. Not to mention there was also other stories about him and infidelity and other things. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was just adding to this already poor public image that he basically created himself. Um, sorry, y'all, if you hear the ambulance in the background. It just comes with recording in your bedroom. Um, uh, and if you hear the dogs in the back, too, I, I apologize as well. Whenever the ambulance comes through, those dogs, I don't know if any of you own a husky, but if you do, God bless you, because these huskies, they be crying they be howling and they do not care about your feelings. They do not care about the hour. They do not care about your energy level. They are going to howl and they are going to do it consistently and without shame. So if you have a husky, shout, God bless you. Anyways, back to Kiki. So Kiki and Usher did this music video and I cackled and kikied throughout the whole thing. Not only is the song good, like it's a good song. Like people are going to be singing the song um, and Kiki's not singing in it. She's just like making her guest appearance in it. So it's all Usher singing and the song is good. And so it wasn't like the, how would I put it? You know that the song is in connection to what happened, but they don't like bash the boyfriend. It's very much like 
you know, I heard your man's looking for me and he knows where I'm going to be at with you. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, okay, I sure shit. Like, the song, I'll tell you, the song is good. The song is good. If you think what she did was petty, whatever. Her What her boyfriend did was petty. So I, I, I enjoyed every moment of that music video. Um, shout out to you, Kiki. You know, I love Kiki. I just love her. What else happened? The Montgomery brawl, y'all. If you don't know the story of the Montgomery brawl in Alabama, please go Google it because I'm not about to go through the whole story again because mama is in her bed and has no energy to do a full recap of why this went down. But the Montgomery brawl was just so like, first of all, I watched meme after meme, video after video that day of black people responding, excuse me, commenting, making jokes. And I tell you, it elevated my soul. The things that people were coming out with were so funny. Black people are so creative. Like, ugh, we're so, we're geniuses. That the content was funny, the content was smart, and also it was informative, it was educational. Someone made a song, a rap song called Montgomery Brawl. Someone else created actual choreography to the song, and so now we have not only do we have a song, we have choreography to go with it, and it's just it just blew my mind in the short amount of time that people were able to come up with this type of content I mean it just blew me away I was on social media for hours just looking looking at what people posted I mean this whole situation helped to in my opinion boost morale right because black people not just black people but the world has been consuming video after video, story after story of black people being um, tortured, essentially black people being victimized, black people being brutalized, black people being murdered at the hands of white police officers, even some black police officers at the hands of um, white civilians like there have just been so much, so many images of black people being physically hurt um, all while doing nothing. Black people who are simply living their everyday life and simply existing, being attacked for their mere existence. And when you see video after video after that, when you begin to consume that type of imagery, it does something to you. It can weaken that morale. It it puts a level of, of disappointment and anger and fear within you because nothing is being done to stop these attacks, right? So when the Montgomery brawl happened, it felt like um, a spirit rising up. It felt like the sleeping giant waking up and black people coming together to defend ourselves because nobody else is defending us like we finally it's like giving ourselves the permission to fight back and that's what it 
felt like, at least for me, it just symbolized us collectively regaining strength and power and defending ourselves. And if this same mentality of unity can be transferred outside um, of fighting into the businesses that we own, the communities that we live in, us coming together and unifying, which is something that the Black community has been talking about for decades, but has been difficult for us to do for a variety of different reasons. Um, but the Montgomery brawl just made it so it was just like, no, we're not taking this bullshit and we're fighting back. And it felt good. You know, it's like, you know, we're, we're taught to take the high road and not fight back and um, not engage. But it was like, oh, no, we have time today. We're fighting back. And that's exactly what we did when old boy jumped into that water and swam across that. I mean, do you know how tiring it is swimming? It is tiring. So for you to swim, hop up onto the dock and start swinging like you start fighting, like, wow, wow. And then the other, the the black men that came, the black women who came to fight the, the white women who were getting involved in the fight when they should not have been getting involved in the fight. Um, it was just like, wow, we came together and we said no, because what if nobody came to that black man's aid, right? They could have killed him. They could have killed him. And so it was a community response, a collective response of saying, no, you will not hurt him. You will not hurt us. There was something that felt, I don't know, spiritual about the whole thing. Like the fact that number one, it's in Alabama and just the history, the, the racial history of Alabama, the racial tension, the black brutality and black victimization um, that is rooted in Alabama, right? So you have that layer to it. And actually the, the dock where they were, historically that was a place where enslaved people of African descent were taken and then transported to be sold. Not to mention the person who invented the folding chair, which has gotten, I mean, the folding chair is just hilarious. What the folding chair was invented by a black man. It just felt something about it felt different. And seeing that imagery over and over again of the black unity and the fighting back boosted my morale. Um, it did. I just want us to transfer this idea of unification, not just in terms of the physical, but in terms of the businesses that we own, the communities that we live in, continuing to unify, continuing to work together and not just doing it in this one moment or one instance, but really trusting each other to um, 
to, to elevate each other. So the Montgomery brawl was, it was historic. It was historic. Um, and then the last thing I'll talk about on this very short podcast is Trump. And I haven't really talked a lot about Trump on this podcast yet, simply because he just continues to get away with so much BS. Um, but he has been indicted, which means he will be going to trial. And um, I can't think of the black woman who indicted him, but it was a sister, okay, who indicted him and a number of his colleagues, um, and they'll be going to trial. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but what what was interesting was one of the people who was also indicted was Kanye West's former former publicist, I think. And so when you see the video of this publicist basically threatening this black woman um, on behalf of like Trump and Trump's team, it is like absolutely sickening. It's sickening. And I'm just like, Kanye's been very quiet. Kanye always has something to say, but he is on mute, baby. He ain't saying nothing. I'm, he better be glad he's not being charged in this indictment because I'm surprised that he wasn't, but he's been very quiet, which I thought was interesting. So we'll see how, how this is going to go, how this is going to play out. If Trump is actually going to serve time for what he's been doing. I don't know. He's still a rich white man in America. So I have my doubts, but we'll see how it all plays out. Um, actually the last thing I wanted to talk about was Lizzo. Uh, if you don't know, Lizzo is being sued by two of her former dancers, both of which were on her HBO's her HBO uh, special Lizzo's Big Girls, which I watched and I loved the special. It was about these women who were auditioning to be um, Lizzo's part of Lizzo's dance team, and um, just their own personal trials and tribulations that they had to overcome to get to where they are. Loved it, loved it. But now two of those dancers have come out. And they are suing Lizzo for a variety of different claims. Um, Being pressured to participate in things that they did not want to participate in. Basically saying that Lizzo um, shamed them and their bodies and what they look like. Basically everything that they are accusing Lizzo of is everything that goes against Lizzo's image and what she presents to the world. She is very inclusive, body positivity, 
um, love of all people type of person. And so everything that they are alleging paints a completely different picture than what we are getting um, from her brand and from her image. So you're just like, damn, you don't know what to believe, right? Is Lizzo who she says she is or is she not? And it just sucks because you want how people are inclined to believe the people that they like, right? Me included. Um, so when you hear about stories or um, allegations that goes against what we believe this person to be, we have a hard time with it. I know that I do. And so when I heard this, I was like, no, Lizzo, say it ain't true, boo. I really hope that it's not true, but it's like, we shall see. I am resting in the, the neutral position as of right now because I just don't know. Um, but that's, you know, a very concise sped through version of the hot topics, because just because everybody has already talked about these things, um, extensively in detail, and I don't feel the need to repeat all of this, especially if I have no new thoughts about the situation, but we will come back with my epiphany. Hey friends, we're going to ease into an ad break. If you don't know, your girl just released her third book entitled Love Prayer Poems which is a small collection of prayers that focuses on the type of love I want in my life. I hope you enjoyed the book and that perhaps you will think about what your own love prayers would be. Love Prayer Poems is available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. Let's get back to the show. All right, you guys. So what will my epiphany be? Well, earlier I shared that I was taking a dating break. This most recent encounter experience was a lot emotionally. And Mama just needs to take a back seat. And I think what people might get confused because I've written a dating book and I host dating events that I have all the answers or that somehow I am immune to experiencing the dating frustrations that we all experience and I'm not I am not a dating expert I am simply someone who 
knows my experiences and has learned from my experiences and I take what I've learned and I share it with other people and I love when others take what they've learned and they share it with me and that's at the center of my dating events it's not me preaching to people about what they should and shouldn't do it's about having a collective conversation about the things we've learned and about the things we're still confused about and for others to provide perspective and insight on those things that we may be confused about. It's an opportunity to to grow together, to laugh and learn together um, because all of our experiences are are worthy to be shared and all of our lessons are important. And this experience was just another lesson in love and just learning again that you can care for someone and still understand that moving forward in a romantic relationship is not the wise decision and even though I was ready for something more, the other person simply wasn't ready. Um, even though we both care about each other. So it was just a hard lesson to I guess be faced with yet again um and so I just made the decision for my own well-being to just like stop and to hit reset and to just um focus on me um and I guess I'm trying to get to the <laughs> what the what the lesson is that you can take away. Um <sighs> dating requires reset. I don't think I've ever met anyone that has just gone through the dating process and not needed a moment to stop and pause and and kind of rest um dating I mean it really depends on what your intentions are I think if you're dating just to kind of have fun you're not really interested in anything serious you're more interested in casual things I get that. But if you're dating with the intention to be in a relationship, right? It's a lot of, it's an emotional investment. I don't think you can date with that intention without being emotionally involved. And you need the time to fill yourself back up emotionally 
to kind of pour back into yourself. Um, and so that's what I'm, I'm taking time to do. Um, so if you are in the dating process, depending on what it is that you want, if you're just casual, you know, then you're, you're not emotionally invested, right? So it's easier to, um, go from person to person because there isn't that much of an investment. But if you are dating with the intention of being in an exclusive relationship, then those emotions are going to be there and it's okay to hit pause because you want to be full when you meet the right person and be able to pour into them and then be able to pour into you. You definitely can't pull from an empty well. And right now, mama is running on on low. So I'm just focusing on pouring into me and into the things that I, I enjoy, the things that fill me up. So that is where I'm at on my love journey. And for those of you who are on your love journeys as well, I'm wishing you nothing but the best. Um, Be compassionate with yourself. Be patient with yourself and with others. Um, And know that you're worthy of love and the right person is ready to pour into you and give you the type of love that you deserve. And I think I'll end this podcast with the hummingbird prayer. Peace, y'all. Dear God, I am ready for love. I stand with arms outstretched, ready to receive the love that you have tailored just for me. Let this person reciprocate all the good that I have to offer. I am ready for a love that beats strong and incessantly, a hummingbird type love. One that is not limited to just the horizontal plane, but a love that can move in all directions and take up space. Love with vibration so palpable that you can hear it and feel it through window panes. A hummingbird type love. Hey friends, thanks for listening. Please tune in twice a month for new episodes of I Am Epiphany. You can learn more about me, Bethany Epiphany, at bethanyepiphany.com. Or follow me on Instagram at B-E-P-I-F-A-N-I. Until next time, stay safe, stay cool. God bless.